Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm SelectiveBet and I'm delighted to be joined by Greg Brown for another look ahead to this weekend's bets. How's it going, Greg? Yes, I'm doing well, thank you. Doing very Good. well. Enjoy your little break earlier in the week. A lovely trip to Spain, lots of sunshine, lots of cocktails. What's the fucking about though? With um, tests and locator forms and proof of vaccine. But no, it's good to get away and looking forward to this weekend's matches. Back and refreshed. Indeed. Good, and we're also pleased to be joined by David Weatherston from Norway. How's it going, David? Going well, thanks. Good, we're going to have a wee look at the Norwegian football this weekend. Um, I was just having a look at tonight's fixtures and glimped around Europa Conference League yeah. action. Against Zor, Zorha Luhansk or something. Yeah. Ukraine. It's not strong. Um, That's why I left that to you. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> exciting. Really exciting to see them in uh, in action. I noticed uh, somebody somebody put on Twitter earlier that it's 1994. So what was that? 17 years ago to to the day yesterday since they beat Sampdoria in uh, European action. So. Oh. Um, yeah, looking forward, to, looking forward to that tonight. It's just a big, big night for Bodo Green. Will that be a full house? Yeah, it will be. It will be. Good. Live on TV? Uh, it, it won't be live on terrestrial TV. I'll need to, I'll need to find it somewhere. We're rushing well. Hopefully, get off to a winning start. Yeah. Looks certainly because you may think it's a game that they can win. Uh, Glimt are four to five tonight. You having a bit of that? Uh, no, I think it's a little bit short. I think you, you just never know with the teams from uh, sort of Eastern Europe. They seem to be stronger than you would imagine. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a little bit short, to be honest. Yeah, we'll get to glint, no doubt, later in the, the podcast. Uh, that early this season table is shaping up very nicely for the run-in for the rest of the season, but we'll touch on that when we get there uh, later on in the podcast. Greg, we're going to start with the, the Premiership uh, in Scotland, uh, another full card for us. How did we get on last week in the podcast? It was a mixed bag last weekend. It's probably about our poorest weekend since the season started. So I think we've had five terrific weeks. And saying that, it wasn't a bad weekend at all. It just wasn't as good as the previous five. Um, started off really well with the Rangers versus St. Johnston match. Rangers to win and score two. That landed. I think I put up on the channel on Saturday morning. Liam Craig to get booked. And I also mentioned about Liam Craig and Sean Rooney to get booked. And Willie Collum did not disappoint. He booked, four, he booked four players in the space of one and a half seconds. Absolutely yeah. emotional scenes. He went boom, 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 boom. Glorious. That that was a Willie Collum classic. In fact, when you look up Willie Collum, that is the gift that should come up. Is Willie Collum just dishing out? Oh, what a sight it was! It was it was absolutely just sensational <laughs> to view. I had those four in a wee bet builder. <laughs> well, to be fair, it was um, it was Morelos as well and Roof, so the, probably four people been, you'd yeah. expect to get booked. There were plenty of people being delighted at that. Uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't too bad last weekend at all by by your own standards. Just uh, on your point, I think you mentioned sure. Celtic minus six corners came in. I think. Yeah, only just I think seven but, um, we got. They didn't manage the over nine and a half, which I was also pushing on the podcast as well. So uh, it was a wee bit lacklustre from Celtic last weekend um, and they face Livingston this weekend. So we'll see how they got on. We're going to uh, discuss that game shortly. But we'll kick off with uh, your beloved St. Johnson, who are away to Aberdeen and two sides who are just desperate for a win. Aberdeen are winless in six. St. Johnson, I hate to say, are winless all season. Ten. Um, ten, is it? Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, Aberdeen even money, St Johnson's three to one. I think Aberdeen look a decent price here. They do. They've been backed out a little bit. I think they were ten to eleven at the start of the week. They're now evens. It's a really difficult match to to work out this one. As you said, Aberdeen one less than six. And I've been very critical of Aberdeen. And I think now you're fully justified to be critical of Aberdeen. They've spent a lot of money. They've brought in some decent players in the transfer window. That result last weekend at Motherwell was disgraceful for me to go to Motherwell and to, to lose 2-0. And that's no disrespect to Motherwell because they, they are in the back now of three um, wins in the spin, Motherwell. But saying that, losing to Wraith Rovers in the Cup, losing in Europe and being knocked out of Europe, then consecutive 1-0 draws be Hearts and Ross County. You'd expect them to pick something up at least uh, for Park and to lose 2-0. Um, I'm not saying this is must-win for Aberdeen, but the Aberdeen faithful will not accept anything less than three points here. Yeah. Especially against the St Johnson side who are winless in 10, haven't won yet this season obviously, and are struggling to score goals. So even money for Aberdeen... <sighs> I think given the team that Aberdeen have and the squad they've got, this probably is set up for them to kind of end that run of six wins, six games without a win and pick up three points here. I'm probably not confident enough to back Aberdeen only because my record of backing against St Johnston isn't the best. But saying that, in saying that in my defence recently, it's been pretty good actually. Um, I think they've landed three of the last four times have backed against us. And obviously Rangers delivered last weekend. So very, very tempted to back Aberdeen to win this at evens. But I'm going to play it a little bit safer. And I found a nice little angle on the bet 365 bet builder, <laughs> which is Aberdeen double chance and Aberdeen to hit five corners. So over 4.5 corners. And that pays 11 to 10, which I think is a tremendous price. Yeah, I think so too. I think... Um... I was really drawn in by the even money on Aberdeen and I had a wee look at the, the Motherwell game, the match report. Aberdeen had 75% possession yeah. and 20 shots at goal against Motherwell. Um, yeah, it was a previous... style uh, win for Motherwell, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I said last weekend on the podcast, Motherwell were absolute hatchet men and they did, did not fail to deliver. They got five bookings last weekend, Motherwell. Five. 17 for the season they've got now. So they pretty much kicked, punched and pulled here to get those three points. <laughs> yeah, and just on top of that, shots statistic from the Motherwell game, they also had 23 shots against Ross County, Aberdeen. So I don't know if it's clear that the problem is, is not being able to score goals. I think they've got some attacking options there at Pitodji, but it just gives me that wee bit more confidence that although they went down to now last week, um, you know, you'd probably suggest that they're not playing that bad, that they're just not finding the back of the net, I suppose. Um, David, you get an angle on this one? Um, no, I mean, I agree with uh, <coughs> Greg, it's must win for Aberdeen, but uh, just just on this game, there's not going to be goals in it, I don't think. In the last 10 games between the two of them, only once has there been more than two goals, and that was a 2-1 win for Aberdeen uh, last season. So, yeah, I think we can expect a 0-0, a 1-0, a or a 1-1. I think a 2-0 might be pushing it even. Uh, yeah, I really can't see Aberdeen losing this game. I just don't see us going there and scoring more than once. And I think Aberdeen will score on on Saturday. And the corners angle as well. They got six at Motherwell last weekend. Aberdeen, they've been hitting some decent numbers. And I think to get just five um, makes it a, a really attractive and almost a nap bet, this one. Okay, so it's Aberdeen double chance and over 
four and a half Aberdeen corners, which is eleven to ten on a bet three six five bet builder for Greg. Yep. Okay, next up we've got Hibernian at a short price against St Mirren. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hibernian at home, obviously. Drew 0 0 with Hearts last week in a game that probably either side could have won, um, but the goalkeepers were in pretty good form. Uh, St Mirren really struggling, um, failed to score in the last three. They are also winless this season um, and they've got a pretty poor record against Hibs. They've not won um, in their last 10 meetings, drawn three and lost seven. Can you make a case for them getting anything at Easter Road, Greg? No. I think the 4-7 on Hibs to win this match is probably pretty fair, given how St Mirren have started the season. Um, Jack Ross will be delighted still to go to even Tynecastle and get a draw. He'll be quite happy with that, I think. It keeps him second in the league. Played five, won three, drawn two. I, I do think Hearts probably edged it last weekend for me um, in terms of the play and the chances that they had. I think Hearts racked up 11 corners last week. But as you know, I do worry about Hibs at home uh, in a match where they're expected to win and win well. Um, St Mirren, as you say, haven't been scoring many goals. In fact, they've only scored scored three goals this season. But they, they have kept consecutive clean sheets as well. So I, I, think, I don't think this will be a high-scoring match. I think Hibs may edge this. But in terms of an angle, have looked at St Mirren to get four corners at four to nine which you could double up with something. Or, if you're braver, you could take them to hit five corners at evens. I think Hibs do concede quite a lot of corners. So that is a possible angle here. Um, in terms of Hibs themselves, Martin Boyle, obviously, is still their standout player. Yeah, um, thought, he's thought he played really well last week as well. He did. Yeah, he was actually. a standout for them last weekend. Yeah. And he's, he's their, their best player for me. He's 10-3 to three to score first. He's on the penalties. So I think if... Um, Hibs do score here. There's a, there's a fair chance it will be either Nisbet or, or Martin Boyle. But I, I, this match for me, a bit difficult to, to get on. David? Yeah, no, I did watch the, the Edinburgh derby last week. Um, it wasn't it wasn't great. Um, I know you said the keepers did well, but um, yeah, I think uh, I, I was a bit disappointed with Hibs, to be honest. I thought... Um, this bit was pretty quiet and yeah, Boyle looked lively, but I felt there was a few opportunities that he could have maybe slipped someone in instead of taking on shots. Um, but yeah, I fancy them to beat St Mirren. Um, their home form has been pretty solid this year. They beat Levy 2-0, beat Kelly 2-0 in the Cup and beat Ross County 3-0 as well. So I think uh, I think a home, home win's pretty likely um, on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. I think although the 47 is short, I think it looks like a fairly solid bet. I think St Mirren's biggest problem is just scoring goals. They just don't have enough goal scorers in that team. Um, so, yeah, no real standout tip for us in that game, but I think we're probably all edging towards the Hibs win, despite the fact that it's quite a short price. If anyone's looking for a safe 4-9 shot, I do think St Mirren to get four corners as a, as a banker. If anyone wants to double that up or something. OK, on Saturday we've also got Ross County v Hearts. Hearts kind of touched on Edinburgh Derby. Both you guys think they kind of shaded it a wee bit, although finished now now. Um, Ross County, it's, again, still hard to know what to make of Ross County, Greg. We said this last week. They've had a really, really difficult start to the season, given the opposition that they've played so far. Yeah, you're spot on. I really don't know what to expect from Ross County. They performed pretty well at Celtic Park first half last week. It made it really difficult for Celtic. Um, they have had a tough run of games. What I can't be having, though, in my notes here I've got written down, cannot be having hearts away from home at 5-6. to six. 
never in a million years. Now, Hearts have won two away games this season. They beat Dungeon United 2-0 and they beat St Mirren 2-1. But Hearts' away form, I think, is still questionable. Um, it's a tough place to go, Dingwall. It really is. I think given the way Ross County plays well, they'll make it really difficult. I just can't under- understand how they can make Hearts 5-6. to six. Well, in fact, I can. They're sitting third in the league. They're unbeaten. And if they're a really good start to the season... But I think the book is that you can do in a little bit. Uh, Hearts should be any shorter here than evens for me. Um, and I certainly would not be touching them uh, at five to six. Given to your point, still try to suss out Ross County. Say, yeah, don't know what to expect from them. Yeah, I mean, it's just another hard game for Ross County. That's um, by the end of this weekend, they'll have played Aberdeen, St Johnson, Celtic Rangers, Hibson Hearts. <laughs> tough going, isn't it? <laughs> that is pretty tough going. So they shouldn't be too downhearted at being second bottom taking two points from their opening five games, I don't suppose, because there'll be plenty of opportunities for Ross County to pick up points. Disappointingly, um, looking at the corner markets for this match, um, set very, very high. Five to six, but over 11.5. So they're needing 12 corners, which I think is ridiculously high. Don't get me wrong, Hearts have been hitting some good numbers, but mostly at home. So there could even be an angle here for under corners at, at, at yeah. that price, at that, at that high line. And even Ross County themselves are placed quite high to get six. Yeah. So I mean, Ross, there's, there's, Ross County are averaging 2.6 corners per game. Yeah, I really don't know if they're getting a line of 5 to 6 for over 11.5. So there might be, even be an edge to do unders. I'm not advocating unders usually, but it could be an angle there. David, will you be setting your alarm clock for 3 o'clock <laughs> the afternoon to watch Ross <laughs> County be hearts? Uh, no, certainly not. Um, but yeah, I agree. you can't back hearts. Or oh, to run away from home, there's absolutely no... Uh, no value there at all. Um, just need to wait and see. Ross County, don't you? Just need to wait until they play the teams around them to know to know what they're going to be like this year. Yeah, yeah. I think there's too many unknowns in that one. I think yeah, probably parts hard a wee bit too short to be getting too excited about the one on Saturday. On to Sunday, and we've got the Dundee Derby. Um, I guess the most obvious route here is looking at cards because again, these two teams probably too early in the season to nail your colours to the master as to who's going to win this one. Uh, kick-offs at 12 o'clock. David, is this the best derby in the Premiership? Um, <clears throat> it's certainly the closest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. I just, <laughs> I just don't, I don't think it's going to be a great game. Dundee United obviously struggling for goals this year. They've only got a couple of goals so far in their <clears throat> five games and only conceded four. So, um, could be could be one to keep, yeah, maybe nil nil one nil sort of game cards as you say, quite likely like Dundee failed to score in three of their um five games as well. So yeah, not I don't think it's gonna be a classic and um I think uh, I think Dundee United will probably edge it and I thought they might be a little bit shorter uh, than they are, just just being at Tanadice and I think they have got a stronger squad than Dundee, but um yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think it's probably one to just. I mean, cards is probably the only angle I'd be looking at for this one. Gregor was, of course, being facetious because we all know that Motherwell will be Hamilton is the best Premiership derby. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think there'll be many goals, and I kind of look back to the Celtic Rangers game, which finished one 0 You know, a derby that was given lots of hype. Hibs Hearts last week again, we thought it was going to be a great game, finished nil nil. Um, and more often than not, these these derby games do tend to kind of fall a wee bit flat. 
Yeah, I would say so. I think that's certainly the case. Um, the two previous games you talked about, the Old Firm game and the Edinburgh Derby, I think as David said, it's difficult to back goals here. Dungeon United have only scored two goals this season. They don't look like a team that's going to score many goals. I think they're quite happy to, to nick a goal and defend. They, they defend well. They have kept three queen sheets. Um, and looking at Dundee recently as well, they've not been scoring either. So over 2.5 goals is 6-5. to five. You can maybe look at the Asian handicap on over 2 and 2.5, but it really is hard to make a case for goals here. And even corners is set really high too. Uh, to get any value at all, to any, any line evens, you're having to back six for each team. So it's a very high corner line that's been set. So that naturally takes us to, to, to the card markets. And that will be probably an angle I'll be looking at. Callum Butcher, obviously a podcast favourite. Um, he's been booked three times already this season in just four appearances. And I think for Dundee, Lee Ashcroft's been booked three times already as well. Sadly, no Charlie Adam, which is gotten He would have 100% been booked in this match. <laughs> so I think for me, waiting for card markets to come out, um, we'll see what sort of uh, angle we can get on the card markets. The line may be set high. Look at last week's Hearts v Hibs match. Nick Walsh couldn't keep his, ha- his cards in his pocket long enough. Um, he only booked two players. I think there's two bookings after 55 minutes, and you're thinking, great, set up nicely. But it ended on two bookings. So I think John Beaton's the yeah, referee yeah. for this. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect, but I'll, I'll be keen to see what the line's set at. Um, it might very well be that I just do a Callum Butcher. Lee Ashcroft double. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're doing it just now on Bet365, but the Dundee United game has cards for the players. Butcher's 2.6 and Ashcroft's 3.5. So the double would pay while we're here. I'm uh, just doing it right as we speak. The Lee Griffiths, is he is he fit? Is he ready? He could yes. be has he, he ever been fit, Lee Griffiths? <laughs> <laughs> could be one yeah. uh, potentially. To, so the double uh, pays 17 to 2. So a Callum Butcher. And Lee Ashcroft double pays seventeen to two, and yeah, I'll I'll be tipping that probably. Okay, so that's live on Sky at twelve o'clock on Sunday. Uh, Celtic Rangers both play on Sunday as well due to their uh, commitments in the Europa League tonight. Celtic away to Livingston, Greg. It's a ground that Celtic have kind of struggled quite a lot in the past, and I guess victory for Celtic would, would signal some kind of progress <laughs> for Anne Foster Coglu uh, given their record there in recent years Yeah I'm not overly fussed about the record um, mainly because Livingston have been pretty dire this season um, just one point from five matches that was last weekend and they will draw at Dundee they lost the previous four I think given the way Celtic play obviously scoring lots of goals it'll be interesting to see how Celtic fare up away from home I think at Celtic Park Celtic are going to steamroll team, steam teams at home. But away from home, they've played two difficult matches so far. A defeat at Hearts and a defeat at um, Ibrox. So this is much easier. Um, nothing other than three points will do for Celtic. They're three points behind Rangers already. Um, you'd fully expect Rangers to beat Motherwell at home. So I'm not saying there's any pressure, but I think, as you know, there's pressure on every Celtic match to get points. And this, this one is no different. I must say, the opening price for this match, for Celtic to score two goals is 4-5, to five, which I felt was massive, given the way Celtic set up. Yeah. And I fully expect Celtic to score two goals in this match. Just touching on that away record, Greg, it's now uh, one in the last nine games that Celtic have won. Uh, sorry, away from home. 
Um, and that was uh, Jablin Edge. So it's a, it's a record that they really need to address and address it very, very quickly. Yeah, especially domestically. But yeah. it's always a tough match at Livingston. But I think we need to probably call out Livingston's home form, though. It's not the home form that it was one or two seasons ago. Yeah. Uh, they do lose quite a lot of games at home Livingston. So fully confident that Celtic can go here. Um, given the fact there's fans in the ground as well. So it's going to be what? 8,000 fans here and about 6,000 of those fans will be Celtic fans. So I'm pretty sure they'll help grow the Celtic on to score two. And if you back Celtic to score two... Levy fans, that's ambitious. You know what, you're absolutely right. I meant to say 7,000 Celtic fans. <laughs> I just think Celtic will win this match and if they score two goals, they'll win the game. And that pays even money. Um, and that was my nap that I posted on the channel at the start of the week. Good stuff. David, do you get an alternative angle on this? Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I think Celtic is a pretty good price. Even uh, it's 1.55, whatever that is, in old money. Um, yeah, they've lost on to Aberdeen and they were already this season. Uh, their only point is Dundee. Um, I just can't see anything other than a Celtic win, even with their away record and having, <coughs> having to go to Spain uh, tonight. I just yeah. think I think just just the games I've watched them this year they just look they just look far more on it they look better better trained and better drilled and they have a a good attacking plan it looks like so uh, I just think with Rangers at home to Motherwell as well you can double up the the two old firm teams for an even money double and I think anytime you can get that with uh, <clears throat> one of them at home and the other one away to bottom of the league I think uh, I think that's pretty good price. Yeah, I think that's a fairly decent shout. I suppose my only concern with Celtic is that Callum McGregor misses out tonight. Don't know how bad that injury is. And Kyogo Furuhashi is still out and will be out for the next couple of weeks. Probably two of the most influential players from middle to front. Um, and it looked like they missed uh, Kyogo last weekend. Having said that, you need to factor in the fact that Livingston have been really poor and we've been we've been down on them all season, Greg. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to... It's hard to go against anything other than a Celtic win and a couple of goals here. Yeah, definitely. I think it'd be a massive disappointment for Celtic if they feel to win this match. Yeah. Massively disappointing. So they have to win this game, and I, I believe they will do. Well, just on another note, um, Livingston are also hatchet men, hammer throwers, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, 16 cards a season so far, which is ridiculous. Three, over three and a bit car, cards per game. Uh, would not be surprised to see some Livingston bookings here as well. Yeah. So again, that's something I'll be looking at. And just on a corners note, Celtic are five to six to get six corners on, Saturday, on Sunday, well, which I think's pretty big, given they've been hitting some pretty good numbers. Celtic, obviously bigger numbers at home, and that inflates their eight point four corners per game. But five to six for six corners looks good as well. Yeah, that lovely pitch always feels like quite a tight pitch as well, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it always feels like there's a wee bit less room to play the game uh, at Levy, so that's maybe not a bad shout at all. Uh, OK, last but not least in the Premiership is Motherwell's visit to Ibrox on Sunday. It's a huge night at Ibrox tonight. Uh, Leon are the visitors in the Europa League. That'll be a really interesting game to watch. Uh, but Rangers shouldn't have too much trouble with Motherwell if previous results are anything to go by. They've scored 32 goals in the last 10 games against Motherwell, 16 of those uh, in the last four at Ibrox. Big win for Mobile last week. Uh, they now find themselves what, the fourth in the table. Um, should we should we be reassessing our evaluation of Mobile at the beginning of the season, Greg? Um, I think to win three games in the bounce in this league is tremendous. 
So I think you have to hats off to Graham Alexander. Um, three really good wins. I think the win last week against Aberdeen was a terrific win for them. Yes. I think they probably not the prettiest to watch. I think their, their card count probably shows that. They're really difficult to beat. Um, I, I hold no hope for them here at Ranger, against Rangers on Sunday. However, Rangers do play, obviously, Leon tonight. And I think, as you always say in the podcast, always a bit wary of teams playing um, on the Sunday after the European game. Um, Celtic especially, even though they're a bit best tonight as well. Yeah. Point you factor that in. But in terms of Motherwell, yeah, what a start to the season they've had. 11 points. Now, they are already... 10 points ahead of bottom place Livingston and they're what 8, 9 points ahead of another 5 teams another 4 teams mm-hmm. St Johnson, Dundee St Midland, North County so I think at the start of the season we did say there's probably one spot up for grabs in terms of top 6 and it's very much looking that way that obviously Rangers, Hibs, Hearts Celtic, Aberdeen contain that top 5 and there's probably a case to be made for three or four clubs to finish six, but what a position Motherwell are in at the moment. They've already got a four-point lead over seventh place Dundee United. So you have to say at the moment as it stands, Motherwell are in the driving seat to, to finish top six. Yeah, and I think back to that opening day defeat against Hibs when they were 2-1 up, and had Motherwell hung on and won that game, you know, it'd be sitting joint top of the table. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they'll be delighted to be two points off the top. Um, but I can't imagine they'll, they'll go to Ibrox and um, pick up any points in this match. What, what they could pick up is plenty of bookings. Yeah, <laughs> so I was, I, going to ask, I was going to ask about I was going points. To that. Steve McLean is the man in the middle uh, on Saturday. Motherwell, I don't know if they're the highest card count in, in the league, but they average three. In the world, in the world, yeah. yeah. <laughs> three per game at the moment, whereas uh, Rangers are seeing their opponents pick up 3.2 per game. So I don't see any card angles out or card markets out yet uh, for that game on Sunday, but that's maybe one worth looking at before the game kicks off. Striker uh, Van Veen, he's already picked up three cards this season as a striker. Uh, Luke Grimshaw has got two. Uh, Steve O'Donnell has got two. The goalkeeper's got two. <laughs> so, uh, Carlo's got three so plenty of candidates in the, in the Motherwell side David any angles for you in this one I know you'd mentioned the, the Celtic Rangers double yeah no just uh, just since we're doing a joint um, a joint podcast I'll just talk about Sondra Solholm Johansson who made his debut for Motherwell last uh, week against Aberdeen clean sheet obviously for her to him he was pro- well he, he was definitely Mewendalen's best defender um, last season was having a good start to this season this year and uh, with them as well and so really excited to see how he gets on obviously a nice start uh, last week and another player who um, I think enjoys a yellow card so um, yeah looking forward to seeing how he gets on uh, with Marvel. And I'm fairly confident that's the first time his name has been pronounced correctly <laughs> um, Absolutely definitely 100% <laughs> uh, I quite like the, the idea of a, a both teams to score here. I know always champion a, a Rangers win to nil. Um, but Motherwell, I think, have got options going forward. Van Veen looks a good player. Tony Watt seems to be doing pretty well as well. Um, and Rangers, I don't know if Alan McGregor's back, is he, Greg? I know don't think so. McLaughlin played last week. So, um, you know, they're not defensively as sound as they were last season. Um, and both teams to score here is 11 to 10, which might be a wee angle worth having a look at. Okay, we'll have a wee look at the championship um, and 
top of the table Inverness are at bottom of the table Dunfermline Inverness are a massive looking 75 on paper uh, Peter Grant surely in the last chance saloon David um, he says he's not going to quit but another defeat just surely be unacceptable yeah I mean to a firm one, I think I don't know how many years now they've been in the in the championship it's been since I was there I think uh, anyway um, and every year they're one of the ones you think can they can they push on and, and and get involved in the promotion push? So yeah, I think to be bottom of the league at this stage and one point from from their four games, uh, eleven goals conceded, to <clears throat> two humblings at home, shall we say, three um, 0 against Thistle and an absolute embarrassing three 0 defeat at home to Arbroath. Um I mean, I think Inverness who have won all five of their first. Uh, five, albeit f- four of them were one. Uh, the first four games they won one nil. Um, I, I just think the price of them is. I don't know what it, I think it's based on sort of what we expected Dunfermline to be this year, more than what we have seen from them so far. They've lost, so they've both they've lost both their home games three nil. So I don't understand why uh, Inverness would be priced so high. And I know, <coughs> I know, uh, Mister. Mr. Browning's going to come in and tell me why. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, two point four uh, for Inverness. I just six to four in uh, old money. I think it's just it's just hard to hard to ignore, particularly when Dunfermline appears to be in a bit yeah. of a shambles right now. Kind of looks too good to be true, Greg. And that's often the case with these bets. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to be suckered in by a big price, and I must admit, Inverness had a big price. They really are, especially having won five games in the spin, top of the league, 15 points. A really impressive 3-1 win I, last weekend. I think, I think as well, yeah, that's the thing. They've played Thistle, they've played Kelly, they've played Ayer and Ray. Mm-hmm. I think that's four teams you would have thought would be up there trying to battle with them, and they've beat them all. So I think uh, it's even more impressive who they've beaten. Yeah, absolutely. That probably um, supports the case for a, an Inverness win even more so. Now... For me, obviously, I know Dunfermline fans are pretty irate at the moment. They're not just only losing games. They're being absolutely dismantled, aren't they? Uh, 11 goals conceded. Stephen said, at home, consecutive 3 defeats at home. It's just unacceptable. Um, and if they're to lose this match, then there's absolutely no chance Peter Grant will still be there next week. Not a chance. There'll be pitchforks at the ready. Um, in, I, I, have, in I have in my notes that um, obviously last week when we recorded the podcast, the news broke that David Hopkin had resigned, left, sacked. Yes. Uh, Air United. And we've probably got about 15, 20 minutes left of this podcast. And I still wouldn't be surprised if the news breaks. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Peter Grant is no longer. Well, it's funny, in that match, we spoke about obviously both being under pressure and maybe edging towards goals or determined to win. But as soon as Hopkin left, all bets were off. And it just shows that was the right thing to do. Yeah. Nothing worse yeah. than betting on a team who just lost their manager. But yeah, I think for me, it's nothing more than I feel that Dunfermline have still got a good team. They've still got good players in that squad. I think the issue is the manager. Um, I just think in this league it's so competitive. On their day, anybody can beat anybody. And to go six games on the spin, winning for Inverness would be a, an unbelievable achievement. I just think Dunfermline can maybe nick a point here from this game. And I wouldn't be surprised to see um, Inverness not win 
I think 75 is a great price. I understand why um, everyone will be backing Inverness, but I think for me, I've seen it happen time and time again. Something that looks too good to be true turns out to be that way. And it may be the game that turns the film of the season. And I just think I'm not going to be suckered in by the place for this match. David, you may, may or may not have been in a position that Dunfermline players find themselves in at the moment. But if you're four games into the season, without a win, just one point, not really scoring, conceding lots of goals, surely the last thing you want is top of the table. You are five wins from five coming to play on a Saturday. Yeah, no, I can imagine it was, it's difficult. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I can, I can kind of understand what, what do you think, David? Like. Do you think they would rather be playing a team like Inverness rather than being at home to a Queen of the South? Yeah, or Because if they were playing Queen of the South at home, or I could have used Arbroath as an example, but that's a, that's a, that's a terrible example. <laughs> Great season. But a team that you'd expect them to beat at home, um, and the pressure's really on them, and they've got 4,000 fans on their backs, maybe a lot of their Fairman fans come into this not expecting anything from it, and appreciate they're playing a very good Inverness side. So I, I don't know if that will maybe help them film in a way. Help. It may help. Um, they do have a planned walkout after four minutes. Well, that's what I'm saying <laughs> on social media. But well, I think when, they're, they, when they're one down? Yeah, it could be before that. It could be leaving after two minutes. <laughs> I I just think um, uh, it's it's a nice it's a really nice uh, stadium to play in, Eastern Park. It's a uh, big pitch. It's usually very very good surface. Um, I think I just think I don't know. The training this week for Dunfermline would be difficult. They've obviously had some really poor results. There's rumours about the manager. I just think it's going to be. Um, and there's a planned walkout as well. So it's, it's going to be difficult for them to, to lift themselves to a high enough level to beat Inverness, who are... It's early enough in the season where you, I don't think they'll be complacent. I think they'll just be full of confidence and wanting to push on um, Inverness. And I think, uh, yeah, I just... I know you say it's too good to be true, but I am going to get suckered in by that. Yeah. All right. So am <laughs> so I, David, and I'm going to turn my phone off at 5.45 on Saturday night if... Uh, if Confirmly get anything out of this game because <laughs> yes. I, I just can't bear that I told you so messages from. No, I want I want Inverness to win this match. I really do for you boys, but I just think the film have got two chances not to lose. <laughs> they can win or get a draw. True, true. Right. Uh, the other game that kind of stands out in the championship is Partick Thistle v Kilmarnock. Uh, Kelly been pretty solid, but pretty unspectacular this season. Uh, Thistle you've sided with a few times, Greg. Are you sitting in the fence in this one or are you picking a side? Um, I wouldn't pick a side to win. I think, alarmingly for Thistle, their defensive frailties have been shown week in, week out at the moment. Can't keep a clean sheet. Lost 3-1 at Inverness. Lost 3-1 at Arbroath, which is pretty concerning for Ian McCall. I think, as we said last week on the podcast... Kilmarnock are doing what they need to do, grinding out results. And we, I think we quoted last week, they'll huff and puff to win no wins every week, Kilmarnock at the moment, and they'll, they'll be happy with that. Mm-hmm. I think with this game being at Fur Hill, probably changes the dynamics of this game a little bit. Um, this one we've got goals, and we should say every week on the podcast, there's a very good chance we'll see both teams score in a match involving Thistle. I just think the 17-20 to 20 for over 2.5 is a little bit short, I think. I think it could be a, quite a cagey match. Um, I wouldn't like to pick a winner. I don't think Kilmarnock will win. I think Thistle will do a lot of their good work at home. 
And I think they can get at least a point from this game. But I'm not convinced we'll see goals. Um, so I've just left this match out for this weekend. Well, obviously, with Inverness going to win three points, come on, don't want to be slipping any further behind them, do they? No, I think it's a match we could see both teams cancelling each other out. Mm-hmm. There, there hasn't been many goals in Kelly's game. In fact, there's only been seven goals scored yeah, in commanding six match in their, in their five games, which is really low. Um, obviously, in contrast to Patrick Thistle, there's been 19 scored. So something has to give here. I, I just think it could be a cagey affair. And I wouldn't be surprised if both sides be happy with the point, to be honest with you. Okay. Anything else catching your eye in the Championship, David? Uh, no, basically. Okay, we'll move on to League One uh, and a game that you had kind of picked out early in the week. Greg, uh, Clyde v Queen's Park, any fancy goals in this one? Uh, sorry, as we said last weekend, it's David Billy <laughs> versus Queen's Park. <laughs> uh, so I was going to ask you, Greg, I don't know if you may have well have checked this. Many goals do you think David Willie has David Goodwillie has scored for Clyde in his 148 appearances? Uh, in the 60s? Oh, can I guess? 67? Is it 100? Well, you're certainly closer, David. 91 goals and 148 oh. appearances. A goal just about every one and a half games. I thought I saw, I thought I saw on Twitter this week David Goodwill scored his 100th goal for uh, Clyde. Don't blame me, blame Wikipedia. Uh, I, see, I believe you, David. <laughs> you may be right. I'm just going to tweet it, Twitter it right now. Yeah, 100 <laughs> Clyde goals for David Oh, well, there you go. There you go. It's, <laughs> even, it's even better than, than I had uh, yeah. nicked from Wikipedia. But anyway... I think in the channel this week, my intro to the write-up was about um, where would Clyde be without David Goodbilly? And I guess the answer to that question is they've been in League 2. Simple as that. They've not been in League 1. He's got six in his last four matches, three braces. He's got eight for the season already. Clyde at home, I've already put to the sword Aloha 2-1 and Cove 2-1. There's been over 2.5 goals scored in all six Clyde games this season. Clyde haven't kept the clean sheet yet. So there's another strong case here for me that we'll see both teams score. And if we see both teams score, I think there's a very, very good chance we'll see over 2.5 goals at 17-20. to 20. Now, Queen's Park are top of the league. They've had a pretty tricky run of games, I think, Queen's Park. There's not been that many goals in their matches. I just think the way Clyde play, Clyde are very suspect at the back. They lost 3-2 last weekend against Peterhead. So if Queen's Park turn up here, every chance Queen's Park will score two goals. But Clyde at home with the best striker or one of the best strikers in the league, you'd have to fancy Clyde to score. And I think this has got the, the looks of a 2-1 Queen's Park written all over it for me. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at David Goodwillie's stats at that level. You know, we know that he's played at much higher levels. Um, you just wonder why someone's maybe not taking a chance on him. He's 32. You know, when you see some of the teams, even in the Premier. I don't think his personal them. circumstances have helped no. yeah, with the stuff yeah. that happened. And that's probably maybe put quite a few clubs off him. But Clyde have taken him in and he obviously enjoying his football there, scoring lots of goals. Getting the best out of him. Yeah. Uh, David, anything in League One catching your eye? Uh, just just on that game as well, like obviously sure. it's a it's a derby, big Glasgow derby, Queen's Park. <laughs> in the song, we hate the bully, the bully we. So this is uh, yeah. That's, a bit that's of a, why we have you on this podcast. Yeah. For, your, for your lower league knowledge. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, from my Queen's Park song knowledge. Um, so yeah, it should be a good game. That um, I'm looking at the Peterhead Cove game, mm-hmm. and uh, I quite like both teams to score. Uh, in that game, um, 
<clears throat> looking so far at, uh, well, particularly particularly Peterhead at home, uh, they've scored. They've scored in. Sorry, hold on. Let me get you. Yeah, they scored two, two, and three yeah. uh, with their home games. The last two home games have been three, two, uh, and two, three. Um, Cove obviously do a pretty good attacking side as well. They've scored in five out of their six games. Um, <coughs> Cove have scored eleven, conceded nine so far this season. Peterhead scored eight, conceded eleven. And I thought both teams to score at 1.83, which is, what, 45-ish? <laughs> what, five, six? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah five to six. Um, I thought that was pretty generous. I think uh, Cove do most of, their, <clears throat> most of their winning at home, I think. But yeah. uh, they're certainly an attacking threat, and obviously they've got good attacking players. And I think Peterhead at home uh, generally score goals. Seven in, seven in their first three home games so far this season so I think yeah, both teams have scored that one uh, pretty well priced Yeah I don't imagine you'll disagree with that Greg given No I've actually got an angle from this match mm-hmm. that I've kind of bring, brought to the table quite late in the day um, so yeah f- fully agree with, with David I think over 2.5 goals here has a great chance at 21-20 to 20, but something that's really caught my eye is Cover 6-5 to win the match but they're 11-8 to, to score two. And when you've got Mitch Megginson and Rory McAllister in your team, there's always a chance of scoring two goals. Yeah, it's a short trip up the coast to, to Peterhead for, uh, for Cove. I just think, yes, Cove do do a lot of their good work at home. Probably quite unlucky last weekend to go into 10 men uh, against Montrose. That game finished one all. But I can't be having Cove as big as 11-8 to eight, um, away to Peterhead. A Peterhead side who have conceded three goals at home to Airdrie and Clyde scored two goals. Sorry, David Goodwillie scored two goals there last week. So I'm going to be taking Clyde, sorry, Cove to score two or more in this match at 11 to 8. Okay, so a couple of goals angles in this one then. It's over two and a half goals for David and over two, two or more goals, sorry, for Cove. Yes. That was Greg. both teams to score. Greg was sorry, sorry, you were both teams to score. Apologies. Okay, uh, just very quickly, anything in League Two that's catching the eye this week, David? Uh, no, I thought there was a lot of sort of Peckham games that didn't. Nothing really stood out. It was uh, yeah, it's a lot of fifty-fifty calls, I think. Uh, and uh, Kelty were far too short away from home at Albion, which is a horrible place to go. And uh, yeah, the rest, of the, the rest of them, I thought were. It was a little bit uh, 50-50s. Yeah, Greg, I was going to ask you about that Kelty visit to Albion. You tipped Albion Rovers at the first weekend of the season when they were a big price of a 72 um, to win against Edinburgh City. They're a wee bit bigger against Kelty Hearts. Kelty drew last week with Elgin. They've just been kind of reined in a wee bit by you know, the rest of the league, um, you know, that was a game that maybe thought they were going to win. Had it not been for Annan's surprise defeat um, against the in-house New York, Kelty would have found themselves second in the table at the moment. Yeah, so. I, feel, I feel you expect Kelty to win this match. I think they wanted to, it's probably quite short, you can probably take uh, Kelty to win the game and score two. I think Albion Rovers conceded too many goals from my liking. Um, they, they conceded a goal last weekend against uh, Cody Meath in that 2-1 win. But as David said, it, it is a 50-50 league. And as we called it the podcast last week, League 2 probably isn't a league we're going to venture to too often, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It's just too tough to call. There's literally nothing between the sides. Even Kelty at the moment, 
as you say, been reeling back in a little bit. But there's so many games in that league where it's literally toss of a coin stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's so much from the Premiership Championship in League One for us to get involved in. I'm happy just to take a back step. Just going back into League One, sorry, a couple yep. of games I note. Um, you'd have to fancy Montrose at home to Alloa. I think I mentioned on Twitter this week and on the podcast the last two or three weeks. I think Alloa's good work is going to be done at home. And that's certainly planning to be the case. Played six. They've got seven points. All seven points collected at home. They've lost their last three away games. Mm-hmm. Alloa. And obviously Montrose are having a, ter- a terrific season and collected a, a well-earned point at Cove last week. Um, I think we're still due to Barton an apology. <laughs> um, third 10 points. What a start to the season for Dumbarton. Yeah, nobody in Scottish football would have seen that coming. Nobody. Yeah. Um, so they're having a great start to the season, Dumbarton. They're at Falkirk. Uh, Falkirk 1-2 to, to win the match. Um, probably a bit short, actually, given the way Dumbarton are playing. Uh, I guess finally as well, um, Airdrie are... Who are Airdrie playing this weekend? East Fife. East Fife, yeah. So we opposed Queen's Park against Airdrie last week on the basis that you just don't know what sort of Airdrie side will turn up. Airdrie won during the week 2-1 at home to Alloa. So again, Airdrie possibly looking a a shout here too. Yeah, just on that Falkirk Dumbarton game, that's Falkirk without a winning three now. You know, Queen's Park, Marnock, Alloa. Albeit one of those was in the cup. Um, So yeah, it's not much win territory, but you know, we don't want to be going four games without a win either. So that'll be quite an interesting one. Uh, what price are them, Barton? Um, uh, nine, 92. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not, not saying get one side of them, but um, yeah, not quite a straightforward game that Falkirk would maybe have thought they would likely get against them, Barton, at this stage of the season. Okay, I think that covers everything in Scotland and uh, apologies David in advance, we've probably overindulged in Scotland which hasn't left us that long for <laughs> our Norway tips so we'll quickly run through them. Uh, we've got a few that you're quite keen to have a look at um, since we last spoke on the podcast it's changed at the top again, I think mm-hmm. Glimt were top when we last spoke haven't just overtaken yeah, Molde I don't think they were, I think the last time we talked Molde were top but then Glimt overtook them and then Molde have re-overtook them yeah, uh, so, and that was after uh, <coughs> Glimt were held 1-1 by Odd last weekend, yeah. quite a surprise result. Molde, um, quite comfortable winners against me and Dallin. And I touched earlier on in the podcast saying that just how, what a great shape the league's in. Um, yeah. As we approach to the end of the season, only five points separating the top six. Yeah. Should be fascinating. Yeah, really exciting league. Um I think the the bookies don't know where to go with it either. I think Glint briefly went favourites, now Mulder favourites again. Um, just really difficult to call. Rosenborg scored a last minute, absolutely last kick of the ball uh, winner last week against Tromsø uh, to make it, to win three two. That puts them just four points off the top. Um, Lillestrøm, um, Lillestrøm are just four points off the top as well. Um, Christensund uh, Lillestrøm could have gone joint top last year, uh, like last week on Saturday but they ended up losing at home to Brand, which was a bit of a shock um, but Christensund as well they won again despite every week I'm talking about Christensund uh, overperforming their XG and yet again they conceded 3 I think it was 3.5 XG or something they conceded in the game uh, last weekend um, against uh, <laughs> against 
Stroud's god set and ended up winning two one. So they're only three points off. Uh, sorry, they're four points off the top of uh, Mould as well. So it's it's really exciting. Um, league obviously going to have Europe, which is going to play a part, I think. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's close. Twelve games to go, five points off from the top six. It must be the closest league in Europe, I would imagine, for for the top six. Yeah, not that that makes it any easier for punters, I don't suppose. Um, but you do have a couple this weekend, and the aforementioned Christiansen that are yes. top of your list on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, no doubt they'll they'll underperform uh, the rest <laughs> of you this week with me picking them. But yeah, I think um, the home form has been really solid. Um, yeah. They're home to Haugesund this week. They've won they've won four in a row. Um, they've won seven out of the last eight at home. Uh, Unbeaten in those eight games, the, the one they didn't win was against New and Darland. The only time they've lost at home this season was the first first game of the season at home to Bode Grimt. Just it's a really tough place to go, Christian soon. Um it's a tight pitch. Or it looks tight because the camera's so low in the grandstand. So it looks like a tight pitch. Um and they're playing a team who have been absolutely terrible away from home this year, which is Haugesund. Haugesund picked up a good win in the last away game at Bran um, but that was in Bran who everybody was, was winning at um, before that they'd lost at Odd, lost at Molde lost at Muirndale and lost at Lelystrum lost at Bode Grimt um, <clears throat> Bran was their first win away from home this season so they're not as good on the road as they are at home and I just think Christian Sund at 5-4 to four, um it's too good to turn down. Um, the last home game they beat Molda 2-0. They were very, very good. They 100% deserve to win. That's one of the games that they have deserved to win with their, uh, <laughs> with their XG and stuff. And I think, I just think um, the price is too too appealing to turn down. Maybe I'm getting suckered in. Maybe I'll double up if Inverness and the too appealing to turn down price of double of the week. <laughs> Yeah, that would make for quite a nice double. Uh, yeah, you can't deny that Christiansen's home form just makes them probably backable against most teams in the league, but especially against a Haugesund side of only one, one in nine on the yeah. road. Yeah, definitely. Okay, the other one you like to look at uh, on Sunday is Mion Dallin v Sandyfjord. Uh, you quite like to look at goals here. Over two and a half has landed in six of Mion Dallin's last seven and in seven of Sandyfjord's last eight. So yeah. should be plenty of goals in this one. Should be, hopefully. Um, I think uh, last season, this this would have been an under in the goals market. I think uh, these two were very, very defensive last season. And um, Sandefjord got a new manager in the winter and they've been far more attacking this year. Me and Alan, with the same manager, just have decided to be more attacking for whatever reason. Um, as you say, just been goals in nearly every game. Um I think only one game uh, from Mundell in all seasons had fewer than two goals. Same with Sandefjord. Um, <clears throat> I think only, uh, in fact, with Sandefjord, I don't think there's been any games with fewer than, t- oh, just one. Uh, they beat Bodeglund 1-0 um, early in the season. That's the only game they've had fewer than two goals. So, so I quite like the Asian goal line in this one, which is 2.5, so you get half your state back if there's only two goals. Um, which has happened, as I said, in every game bar one for both these teams all season. I just think uh, me and Dallin, if you look at their their home records, 
it's just they've been conceding plenty of goals. They've obviously lost the aforementioned soldier Sandra Soham Johansson to Motherwell. Um, that's made them a little bit weaker at the back. They're definitely more attacking this year. And um, actually, Sandefjord for fantasy football players around have the top scoring uh, midfielder in the fantasy football this year and Vidar Ara Jonsson who has been along with Christopher Norman Hansen uh, the two of them are playing right and left wing they've been absolutely fantastic for Sandefjord this year um, <clears throat> the last two games have been 3-0 and 5-0 uh, a win and a defeat um, but before that yeah 1-1, 3-2, 1-1, 3-2, 1-1 it's just goals everywhere and I just think that um, a little bit of uh, security with the Asian line makes it worth worth backing. I think it's 1.90 for the, the uh, 2.5 goals in the Asian line. Yeah, I um, detect that you, you have the aforementioned midfielder in your fantasy team. I do, and I've had him for a, quite a long time. <laughs> That's what, I'm not I'm not quite number one in Scotland uh, this year. Um, I'm trying to trying to get there, but I think there's a guy who's <clears throat> who's in the top sort of hundred in the world uh, from Scotland. So unfortunately, yeah, I'm miles behind. I'm, I'm in a good battle for second place in the Scottish fantasy for the elite seeding. But if you want, um, I can contact Joe M and uh, see if he's interested <laughs> Get him on in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, it's quite a must be quite a niche. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Nor- Scottish Norwegian. 39. It's 39. How many of them are active is uh, up for debate. Yeah, two, two of you by the sound. <laughs> um, okay, also just to be, correct me if I'm wrong, but the fixtures seem to be falling in a way to see and we seem to have glinked and molded away from home uh, yeah. on the same weekend most of the times and also Rosenborg as well and all three are away from home this weekend. Yeah. I was just looking at that molded glint double. Both are 5-4 to four to win yeah. at uh, Volarenga for Molde and Viking for Gleam. <laughs> uh, that pays 4-1, to one, throw in Ros- Rosenborg and it's uh, over 9.5 to 1 for the treble. Um, would you be taking the double or the treble on? I, f- I fancy Molde strongly at Volarenga this week. I think Volarenga are really struggling um, to put consecutive games together. Uh, Molde haven't been great away from home. Their record's not great recently. I think they lost the last two. Um, I fancy them to win, though. Uh, just, I just think Molde have got the strongest team, and obviously without Yuri being football, I just think they're going to they're end up winning the league of it in the end. But Gleamed, Viking, it's a tough one. Viking tend to raise their levels against the top teams, so I, I think it's a tough one. I, Especially with Glint playing in Europe this this Thursday, I, I just think mm-hmm. it's probably one best avoided. Rosenborg to me looks the best price out of the three of them. Uh, away at Sarpsborg, who <clears throat> although they won their last home game five 0 um, against Sandefjord, um, I just uh, they 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 struggled this year. Sarpsborg, obviously they've changed their manager uh, halfway through the season, and I, I just think Rosenborg look look a lot better now. They've got a couple of young players that look really exciting. And I what think I would say is Sarpsborg's home form is pretty solid, isn't it? They've already beaten Molde at home. They drew 2-2 with Glimt at home as well. So yeah, they do, it's not it's not an easy place to go. I just think out, out of the three, I'd, prob- I'd probably be doubling up Rosenborg and Molde before I was going with Glimt this weekend. 
Greg, before we go into the last game and then we see them, which is the, the Sunday night game, is there anything else catching your eye? Just the match we're speaking about here, yeah, I, I do fancy goals in this match. Um, been lots of goals in Rosenberg's away games. Um, eight of them last nine away games have seen both teams score. Um, Salzburg's home form is pretty solid, as I just said a minute ago. So I think we can definitely see both teams score here, and that should take us to over 2.5 goals. Um, I think six of the last nine games Rosenberg have played away from home have seen at least three goals. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised to see us see three goals here on Sunday. Okay, and as I mentioned, the last game on Sunday is the 7 o'clock kickoff UK time. Um, Tromso v Brand, David? Uh, Greg. Greg. David, Greg. <laughs> yeah, so this is a really intriguing <laughs> match, this one. Um, Brand finally got a win at the weekend. Um, away at Lillestrom, which is a cracking result. Sitting second bottom, but there's only, what, two points separating the bottom four. And a win here would actually take them above Tromso on Sunday. I think the key standout, though, is the fact there's been so many goals in both sides' matches um, over the last couple of months. I think at the moment, looking at um, Bran, they've seen both teams to score in their last eight games. And I think Tromso are both teams to score in their last seven. And even looking at um, Bran at the moment, Overall, the last five game, the last four games, sorry, have seen five, four, four, and five goals scored. A three-two win, three-one defeat, a three-one defeat, and a three-two win last weekend at Lowestrum. So, definitely a good case here for goals. I think both teams need to win this match as well. Uh, but Tromso can obviously push what five points clear of Brand. They get a win. Whereas Brand can go above Tromso if they win this match. So a really intriguing match, and I think over two point five goals at four to five looks really strong. Yeah, David, we kind of discussed this kind of pre-podcast, and you're in agreement about this one. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree at all. I think um, Tromsø have been pretty unlucky this year. Quite quite often they've lost they've lost a lot of games by the odd goal, um, and they have been pretty they've been pretty good attacking wise. They've got um, they just signed a new guy <coughs> under a sec. Uh, he scored two. Uh, to score two, he scored one. He set up one last week against Rosenborg. Um, uh, yeah, Trump's a good, decent attacking side. They've got a lot of very exciting uh, attacking players. Bran, cracking result last week. I, I think defensively they're still shocking, um, and which obviously backs the, the goal market in this one. They basically they signed they signed Arunar Hove uh, from uh, Viking, and he, I mean Viking. I mean, he's, he's, he is. I didn't want to say that. He's just that was done. Like, and Viking, Viking were the second worst defence. Or, sorry, Viking, Viking and Bran are the second and third worst defences in the league. And uh, Bran took, Bran took Viking's worst central defender to try and improve their defence. So, I just think, uh, yeah, this game's got goals in it. Um, I think, I think Bran and Trumps are probably battling it out for that sort of, uh, Relegation playoff spot because I've got a feeling me and Alan and Stabach could be the two, two relegated. That's that's who I'd, I'd be betting on anyway at this stage. Okay, so before we leave Norway, you've got one more bet for us, which yeah. is from Oberstligen. Uh, yes. Where Hamcam are absolutely flying. Seven wins in a row, five of those in the league. Uh, five of the last seven, they've won without conceding, and they've scored fourteen goals in the last four. And they visit second bottom Strum. Yeah, 
Uh, Ham Camer old favourites from last year, obviously, yeah. with, the, with the goals they were scoring and conceding last year, but this year they've been absolutely fantastic. Um, <clears throat> beat Berlin uh, 3-0 on uh, Wednesday night, beat Osana 4-0 uh, the, week, uh, sorry, the midweek before, beat Start Ham and Duranheim 4-0. Uh, I mean, the last, the last uh, five away games... They've beat Start 4 1, they've beat Sandnes Wolf 2 1, they beat Yarv 2 0, they beat Ranheim 4 0, and they beat Osana 4 0. It's an incredible record. They've got a really good squad, they've got a good manager, and they're playing for me probably the, the worst team in the league in Strimmen. Uh I mean, they're, they're, they're joint bottom at the moment with Grorud. Um I think. <clears throat> I think. Um, I think they were pre-season favourites to go down. They got a last, I think it was 93rd minute equaliser against Sherdals Blink last night to get a, a 1-1 draw. But before that, they lost at home to Yerv 3-2, lost at Osana. Uh, they've recently lost uh, at Sandnes as well. They've lost against Sherdals Blink uh, at home as well. And I, I just, I can't see anything other than a very convincing Hamcam win here. And um, Hamcam to win and to score at least... At least two goals doing it. It was paying nineteen to twenty, and I think that is as good a as good a bet as you'll get this weekend in uh, Norway. Yeah, and just to point out that game's two o'clock on Saturday. Uh, yeah, it'll be two o'clock your time. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay, I think we've probably covered everything now. Um, can you just on that just... last point, sorry. Um, there's obviously six games kicking off on Saturday. At uh, two o'clock, it's always worthwhile doing the Greg special of early goals in the first ten minutes and the first <coughs> half hour in those games. Yeah, there's plenty of goals last night, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was twenty-eight um, scored. Was it twenty-eight or twenty-nine goals scored across the matches? Obviously disappointing that uh, Skybet didn't offer total goal markets in this league. They usually do. Yeah. Um, so no surprise though, Skybet being Skybet. <laughs> yeah. Said. Okay, can you guys give us a wee recap of your bets for this weekend then, starting with yourself, David? Yeah, sure can. <clears throat> so, um, first of all, in the Scottish Premiership, we're looking at a Rangers and Celtic double, which is even money. And then also in Scotland, in the Championship, uh, Inverness to beat them firmly, and that is 2.4. Yeah. All these are about 365 because that's the only place I look. Um, <laughs> and down to League One, and that's Cove and Peterhead. Both teams to score in that game, and that was 1.83. Uh, over to Norway, Mirandal and Sandefjord. That is 2, 2.5 in the Asian goal line. Um, it pays 1.90. Uh, also, Christensen to win, um, and that pays 2.2. Uh, so home to Haugus, and that game's on Saturday, so uh, the Mjöndalen game is on the Sunday, and also on Saturday, um, Hamcam to win and to score at least two goals doing it, away at Strymon, and that pays a 1.95. Okay, and Greg? Um, starting off in the Scottish Premiership on Saturday, um, Aberdeen vs St Johnston. I'm taking Aberdeen double chance and over 4.5 Aberdeen corners, and that pays 11 to 10 with bet 365. On to Sunday, there'll be a cards angle from the Dundee Dungeon United Derby. 
and Livingston v Celtic on Sunday also. I'm taking Celtic to score two and win the match, and that pays even money at William Hill. Moving into League One, I'm taking Clyde v Queen's Park and over 2.5 goals at 17 to 20. And also in League One, I'm taking Peter Hedvy Cove. I'm taking Cove to score over 1.5 team goals at 11 to 8. And moving into Norway on Sunday at 7 o'clock, I'm taking Tromso v Bran and over 2.5 goals at 4 to 5. Okay, thanks, Greg. Now, don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at DWeatherston11. And also don't forget to check out David's blog, which is davidweatherstonfootball.com, uh, where David provides more in-depth analysis of the games in Norway. And of course, if you want to get more tips from Greg, then you should join his Telegram channel where he posts his best bets daily. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up. That's us for this week. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thank you. Good luck. Yes, guys. Good luck. <laughs>